Well, well, welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill McCormick, the host of Solution, the podcast with answers. Today, I have three magnificent guests who's in the studio. First, I have Salomar Maldonado. She's a junior attending Atlantic Technical High School, has aspiration to get a degree in business entrepreneurship. And second, I have Miss Janai Pearson with a very musical voice, by the way. She's a junior, will be a junior, attending Dillard High School. Her aspirations is to go to college and major in music production uh, and engineering. She's going to be not only making her music, she's going to be creating the sounds behind it. And then last but not least, my good buddy, Amar Henry. He's the only male in the, in the, uh, on the guest panel today alongside me. He will be a matriculating senior at Piper High School, uh, and he's going to be majoring in cybersecurity and technology. These three magnificent young um, expiring students are part of the um, uh, Career Source Broward Summer Youth Employment Program, and they have been uh, working here at AmeriClaims Building for the summer. And I can tell you, as I posted before, they are very bright. They're very focused. And um, we're going to have a conversation this morning. But before we get started, I'm going to ask each of them to say good morning in their own way. And we'll start with uh, Salomar. Hello. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Thank you, Mr. McCormick, for inviting me. Um, great morning, everyone. I hope you guys have a great day because this is going to make it even greater. Hello, this is Imer. Good morning, everyone. Well, I tell you, the, the uh, I learned a long time ago when you want to be successful, you hang around successful people, people who are smarter than you. And these young people have picked the topic of discussion this morning that has been a major part of what's um, impeding their generation. And uh, we're going to talk, just have an open dialogue today. I got a few questions. I just want to see where, where their heads are and to get some feedback from them. Well, we're going to talk about the the impact of drugs, primarily marijuana. We got fentanyl invading their environment, and um, so we're going to get right into it. So I'm going to just um, uh, I just ask a general question. You know, I mean, how do y'all feel about you know teens today, your generation, you know, dealing with with drugs? Um, overall, I think we do struggle with that with that um, just dealing with drugs. I've met a few people who, right, they use marijuana as a, a sort of depressant to relieve their stress and, you, you know, relieve their stress. High school can be very stressful, so they, you know, they rely on it. And, you know, it, it kind of, I've seen people change. Wow. Uh, Salomar? Yeah, and now, with, now recently with the COVID-19 pandemic, the pandemic has added like way more stresses than before, such as isolation, the lack of routine, not going back to the original, and then like family members losing them, and then missing a huge milestones, like such as graduations, big parties, and all that stuff. So it was a major interruption. I mean, basically, it just yeah. came, invaded us, and mm -hmm. just sidetracked us from our normal patterns of behavior. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mm -hmm. feel like it's very disappointing that that's kind of what they lean on because they'd be so much better and so much more focused, so much more interactive if it wasn't for things that they do on the side. Like, you know, it's, that's mainly done in the dark. So I feel like they'd be more into it if they didn't lean on drugs as much. Yeah, you know, I, I, I never supported the fact that drug would be 
an answer to anything. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm concerned about this generation, you know, uh, understanding that stress, you know, is part of their normal life now. And a lot of it did come more from the pandemic. And uh, as you stated, um, Salomar, you know, they lost family members. Um, they seen a change in their own home. Uh, the school activity change went from in classrooms to virtual learning, which is a very different uh, and it created a level of stress. But so what do you think about them uh, you know, talking to counselors versus going to drugs? Personally, I think going to a counselor is a lot more health. It's a lot healthier than relying on drugs, both physically and mentally, because mm -hmm. uh, taking too many of anything mm -hmm. can ruin you, especially drugs. Realistically, I feel like going to a counselor, it's not the answer for everybody, but it can help, um, help with certain situations. And I feel. I also feel like some people aren't honest with their counselors, so they feel like they're. They feel like they'll judge them, or they feel like they'll be quick to put them. Um, they'll write not write them up, but they'll be quick to tell someone else and put them in a. What do you call it? The. So you, so you don't think there's a confidentiality relationship uh, with the counselors? And oh, if there is, if it, if it, would it hypothetically speaking, would it be in, within a school? Well, normally when you talk uh, health issues with mm -hmm. a practitioner by law. On the HIPAA, they should not be disclosing your discussions. Mm -hmm. and, and mental health and uh, counseling, psychotherapy is all part of that protection. Yeah. So I would hope that um, maybe the student leaders can probably set up yeah. you know, meetings with the counselors and go over these things. If students are feeling that, then that's isolating them to go and find help. And then they're seeking drugs as a substitute. So if we can get, you know, maybe um, just an idea. I'm just thinking because, mm -hmm. you know, I was a student leader. I would think it, if, if it was during my time, um, that's what I would do. I would sit down with the counselor and say, listen, uh, the feedback we have on campus is that you guys are not keeping our information, yeah. you know, protected. So, yes. Yeah. So if there's a confidentiality thing, definitely. Sure. Yeah. And I just feel like the lack of communication these days is extremely high. Mm -hmm. Like instead of like going to a counselor, teens feel like drugs are like their best friend that they can confide in and that they trust that they will relax them. Yeah. Well, we we want we don't want them to take drugs as the uh, solution. We got to find other methods to, you know, regenerate or regenerate, regender, re, re, you know the word I'm talking about. Rejuvenate. Y'all got to listen to me, you know. They want to rejuvenate their spirit so that they're understanding that, uh, you know, drug is not an option. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, I mean, everyone that I've known um, that have gone to drugs, uh, it was a dead end road. You know, yeah. it, it did not end good. And uh, we, we don't want, you know, another generation to, to end up, you know, in, in, in that situation. That's so, true. you know what, let's take a quick break. And uh, we're going to come right back because I got a lot more questions for you. So, listen, as I tell you, I got three brilliant people with me this morning. We'll be right back. Healthcare providers, are you experiencing denied or unpaid medical claims? Let the experts at AmeriClaims Billing advocate on your behalf. AmeriClaims will challenge insurance companies to get you paid. Call now at 954-800-8387 or visit us on the web www.americlaimsbilling.com. Well, welcome back to segment two. We're going to continue our live discussion in the studio. We have three magnificent summer youth uh, students who are here. 
uh, Salomar, Janai, and Amar. They are fantastic young people. And um, so we're, we're having a um, discussion on the effect of drugs and teens and um, with the hope that we can get a message out to hopefully be a words and empowerment for their generation. So let me ask you, um, what, 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 when do you think it's important to, to talk to young people about drugs? When or why? When and why? It's definitely at a younger age because um, as teens, our brains are... How fine. young? I'd say like a good age would be eight. What are you? Eight would be a good age. I'd say 10. 10? I'll say nine to be so, in the middle. So eight, nine, and 10. See how smart they are? <laughs> so what they're going to do, we're going to take eight, nine, and 10. We're going to add it up and get an average. They're just brilliant, you know, and they, you know, they feed off each other. So, so you think eight, between eight, nine, and ten mm-hmm. that we uh, parents start having discussion, and then um, why, why is that so important to go that early? Well, I say because that's when kids start middle school. Middle school is when you get more exposure. Um, in elementary, it's kind of a little bit private. Kids aren't doing too much, but as soon as you get to middle school, there's kids from all over. You're with kids of older ages. And that can be an influence on you. You can see them doing stuff and just be curious about it. So it's definitely because of the mind. A lot of the what we call growth peer pressure reaches at that middle school level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I feel like at that certain age, like from ages 8 to 10, that's where you can start like clearly seeing the factors of a teen or a child starting to become addicted to drugs. Mm. Especially that age because that's where their brains are starting to keep on developing and developing. And then there's this peer, there's peer pressure and their ethnicity, their gender, all of this is their social environment. Everything is just going to come out. So it's brand new and almost a brand new world for them. And even though their brain is still tender, it's starting to absorb more at that middle school. And they're more curious about things. They see more than what they saw in the elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and kind of like a hands-off. You know, they, they, they get them out of middle, uh, elementary and then shift them over to, to middle school. So so, so um, do you think they should be doing uh, like drug testing in school? Uh, yeah, I do think they should be doing drug testing in school. I think um, it'd be good to start elementary to high school. You know, high schoolers are very prominent with drugs. Mm. Um, you could even start in middle school because uh, a lot of middle schoolers, middle school is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Middle school can be a struggle. So Interesting. What, what do you say, Salomon? Yeah, as I mentioned before, I, I feel like it's necessary and recommendable because it is, it's a good way to find early signs of drug addiction, as I mentioned before. And then it's better to find them now than too late. And then the main benefit of like testing this child no matter their age, is that it could flag or show these symptoms, even though they might feel like they don't have them. Mm, and what about you, Janai? I do not think that they should um, drug test them in school. Worried about the comfort of that person. Um, and then also, you, are they comfortable with that? And if you do find them to be positive with, not positive, but if they're drug, if they do have drug intake, what are we going to do about that? Well, that's when we got to start treatment, you know, start mm-hmm. early treatment intervention. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a debatable, uh, people can find ways to debate testing and not testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is that, that we, you know, encourage young people not to even get involved with drugs. But yeah. let's say, unfortunately, they do, then we need to find signs and patterns uh, of their behavior changes and see if it's addictive to them participating in incidental drug activity. Because we don't want them to grow from stage one to stage two. And then we have a permanent addiction of a young person that we now got in the system of addiction that we got to worry about getting them, getting them some help. 
Yeah. Um, so, so I'm sure that could be a debatable mm-hmm. topic, no matter uh, who you ask. Uh, have any of you had any family members or your own? Do uh, you don't have to give names, but of your own who've uh, dealt with drugs in any kind of way? I did, but I didn't know. I didn't know that I was drug at the You didn't see any signs? No, no. They weren't like, um, you know how people, there are drunks and there are addicts? It, it wasn't like that. It was just, I just seen it uh, occasionally, but I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was just. just normal. Just, just normal for him to act or her, for her to act that way? No, they didn't act any type of way. Oh. Like, they weren't, I didn't see signs because I, also, I didn't know what they were doing, but I didn't know what I was seeing either. So there was no signs. There were no clear signs. And if there were, I was sleeping because it would be at night. Um, but yeah, there was no difference. I just seen it, but I didn't know what it was. Okay. So it's called a blind disease. Something's going on, but you don't know what it is. What about you, Amir? Well, um, I wouldn't say drugs, but I knew someone who, well, I know someone who is struggling with a tobacco addiction, mm-hmm. you know, smoking cigarettes and, uh, you know, she's getting over it now. Yeah, you know, before it's too late, before yeah. it affects their health even more. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm proud of her for that. Very good. Yeah, no, I I, I don't have any relationship with someone who takes drugs. No. Okay. Um, well, I know. I, mean, I had I had um, you know, drugs in my family. I lost a very dear cousin to drugs, uh, and um, uh, you know, crack cocaine just um, impacted his life. Took his. He had a, a Ross Janai that was like an angel flying in the sky his voice was so majestic and it will penetrate your soul and um he, he he got he got addicted to crack cocaine and it just turned his whole life you know around my fact i was listening to him on youtube the other day just as a as a celebration just going, yeah just this was memory did the drugs ever affect um his voice yeah at the end it started his uh his passion to sing never stopped Mm-hmm. But it changed the tone of his voice. His vocal cords uh, got impacted, and I think a lot of it because it took his wind away. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you sing from your diaphragm, yeah. and I, th- I think it did impact. Um, but I do have his last song that he sang before he died. We had a um, a recovery celebration for him in my hometown, and I do have that song recorded, so I can still hear him sing the song. And if I can go back and play it much before that, it will be a little different. Mm-hmm. But he still was majestic with that microphone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we're sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it happens to you. You know, you you, you pray that you know one that you know is get involved. You know, with it. But you know, when it does, you gotta figure out like what's the best thing to do. When life hits you, you gotta hit it back ten times harder. Oh yeah, got it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so, Janai, you mentioned that you you had a relative that you didn't see signs. So do you, are you seeing signs in school or your classmates? Or, uh, can you tell when a kid in your in your environment is, is you know have you know symptoms or of drug abuse? Drug abuse? Yeah. Well, kids in like my high school, they're not they're addicted, but to the point where you wouldn't call it addicted. It's it's everything for addiction. Like they do it all the time, and you smell it on them, but they don't. I don't. I don't really know how you can be really addicted to marijuana. I know how you can be addicted to cocaine. You can really, you're, the difference in your behavior, but the difference in their behavior with marijuana, it's not really different. So I don't really see signs like that, but I understand that there could be. Um. Well, you know, the kids I know at school, I'm friends with um, some people who just smoke weed. They haven't really gone farther than that. And like, they're talking about, oh, you know, being being high and everything. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I guess that's kind of interesting, but they're talking about like, uh, they're just sitting in the park or at night 
I'm kind of worried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you know it becomes like, a ga- it comes a gateway. You start with a little marijuana, and they say you know they got something stronger than marijuana, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid because they're now lacing marijuana with these other with you like know, fentanyl, like right? Fentanyl, mm-hmm. and fentanyl is a Russian roulette drug. You don't know if it's you have like, no idea where not, it comes from. Exactly, yes. what it is. Fentanyl is extremely toxic. You know, and um, so it, it 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 it's designed to kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So well, why would why would why would somebody, well, obviously for money, but why would you design something to kill? Like, just off the thought of it, how are you going to get your money after they're gone? Well, they're not thinking of it that it's going to kill mm-hmm. uh, because the thing about it is every person has different human makeup and they got different health conditions. Mm-hmm. They don't know that everybody they sell it to may have a respiratory issue okay. or have some liver disease or any other chronic disease. They don't know that. All they know is they want to sell it. Mm-hmm. Sell fentanyl to as many people as possible. And they're figuring if they sell it to 10,000 people and 1,000 die, they still got 9,000 customers. Mm-hmm. I, I just think there should be harsher punishment for any um, sale of fentanyl in this country. Uh, it is designed as a drug to kill. Um, it is illegal. And it should not be on the streets of any neighborhood in this country. And anyone who touches it, sells it, try to sell it, or try to promote it outside of its... Um, Municipal use uh, should be, uh, I think, you know, punished very harshly. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're going to give a little uh, breakage in in the podcast. So we'll be right back. When the night has come and the land. Okay, well, welcome back. This is our final segment. I tell you, we had a intermission with some old school music. These young people know old school music. I mean, uh, Amar, I didn't know you knew that song. Yeah, I mean, Janai knows it too. Oh, Janai knows that song too? Yeah. We came up with the, you know. Oh, together. came up with the rhythm on that song. So I, 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 they, they, they had a song, Stand By Me. Can you believe it? Yeah. So what, that, what does that song mean to you when you hear the words? It means always be there for me, no matter what, you know. Just, just even if I don't say nothing, even if I can't feel you, just, just let me know that you're just there. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Will you, will you say that? I think the same thing. You know, just having someone next to you. Yeah. Yeah. Salomon, I saw you had a little head movement over there. Yes, I love this song. It's yeah. like I, cause I know the Latin version of the song as okay. well. All right. So like, I, I always have, I have a feeling for this taste. Oh, beautiful. Your soul moves when you hear that song. Yes. <laughs> yes. It makes you soul move. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of soul, I mean, uh, touching the soul, young people, what, what would be our message to them today? Uh, we'll start with you, Salomar, and we'll come around the table. Okay. Well, I mean, the main part of this are, like, the main part of this is, like, we just want to get this message out about drugs. We want to raise drug awareness because I feel like drugs is just, like, an invader in all of teens' lives. And I feel like, teens, if you're hearing me right now, please don't do drugs. Even... Besides all the reasons, the pros and the cons, just don't do it. It's going to harm you. No matter if you like it, no matter if you don't like it, just don't take it at all. Beautiful. Um, I feel like it is easier said than done to quit, even if you're 
if you're especially if you're hooked or you've been doing it for a while and i just want to say that there are people that are there for you whether or not you know it or not and if you're ready to let go i really want you to let go and really encourage you to let go but i know that it can take a process but we're here for you through that process and we'll be here for you after that process because there's much waiting for you on the other side of the door so thank you very much mm-hmm. yeah so yeah just don't don't do drugs they're not good for you um i have a lot of friends where you know i care about a lot of my friends and i keep telling them don't do this don't do that because you know i care about them i want them to have a good future i want to see them later in my life and this is one of the things i keep telling them you know if you just don't take drugs you know i want you to stay healthy and happy and drugs is going you know taking drugs going to prevent you from that path you know i i hear a good amount of my friends talking about how they're smoking weed i heard this story about my friend smoking weed and he was driving i was like oh my goodness how are you how are you aware mm-hmm. yeah. so well is- you know the message is pretty clear young people you have some of your colleagues who care enough about you as their friends that they don't want you to even get involved with drugs drugs is dead in uh, it is a dream killer uh it is a uh pathway cruncher uh, it even knock you off your journey, and um, it's always hard to rebound from um, what we call those uh, unstable knockouts. And drug is an unstable knockout. It will knock you out. It will knock your dream out. It will knock your passion out. And I don't want you uh, like like these young people. Don't even do drugs. I mean, I don't smoke. Don't drink. I can dance a little bit, but that's about <laughs> the most of my social life. But but I'm so inspired by them to warning to share with you that drug is dangerous, stay away from it. Uh, if you are already you know, in, um, involved with drugs, seek help and, uh, and get the right help so you can you know, be the person that you was born to be and that is someone ses- successful contributing to this world of your greatness, sharing your greatness. And uh, that's, what, that's what we want. Yes. Uh, any last thoughts? I do, I have one. Um... People usually start off with a little bit and feel like it's, it's just a little bit. But think about when you get a check, you start off with a little, you start off with some money. Like, okay, I have money to spend now. And now you spend $5, $5, $3, $2, not realizing that that's adding up. So you really spent 50 and now you're going to spend another little bit, but you're spending a lot of a little bit. So you're just adding that up. Now your whole check is gone because you spent a little bit everywhere. So that's the same with um, drugs, especially hard ones. The the little you do it, but the more you do it, the more it adds up. So it adds up the totality. Yes. Yeah. Um, even if you don't care about yourself and you still want to do drugs, think about how it would affect the people around you. Definitely. Yeah. yeah people because, who care and love you. Mm-hmm, yeah. They'll be heartbroken. You'll hurt them. You don't want. Personally, I wouldn't want to put my loved ones through a hard time because mm-hmm. of my own actions. Beautiful. Yeah, and I just want to leave um, with this that this that uh, according to the USA Today, this newspaper, teens are most vulnerable to marijuana than adults than any other group of age. It's just teens that's ranking the top spot yeah. for addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because it's so easy to obtain, and they think it's cool, and you know, because I mean, I walk I walk through hallways and I smell the the the, the residue of the marijuana. I mean, it's very it's very noticeable. A uh, u- unique smell as its own content smell. So, so young people, stay away from drugs. You know what? Everything in front of you belongs to you. Don't give it away. 
by smoking a joint or doing some illicit drugs. That's our message. Thank y'all very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. McCormick, for inviting us. If you don't mind, we do have a couple questions for you. Oh, you have questions for me? Oh, absolutely. I have <laughs> sure. Okay, see how see how these, these young people come prepared. All right. What do you have for me? What question you have for me? All right. Um, Solomar, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I have the honors. Okay. <laughs> go right at it. Okay. The first question is, we already talked about this a little bit, but how do you personally feel about how teens are currently dealing with drugs? Well, I think a lot of teens, uh, as you guys stated earlier, they, they're in their own cocoon um, being protected um, because they, they're really not sure why they're even using drugs. Uh, it's more of a social uh, engagement activity, which um, they start out, as you mentioned tonight, with a little bit, then they go to the next step, and then before you know it, they're, you know, they're doing whatever they can to get it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just say, you know, don't start. And if you start, stop. Great. Okay. My question is, are you worried at all about our new generation being that they are who they hold the key to our next generation? We're, we're depending on them for what our next will be. So are you worried at all? I, I'm not worried. One thing I can say about your generation is you guys are much smarter. You're more technical advanced. Um, you have a um, innate ability to figure things out. Uh, and it, you'll figure this drug thing out too, because that's the only thing I, I, I think will be in your way. Uh, social media uh, have given you a gateway to the world where it's the first generation to have such access. Um, I think you um, you need good mentors uh, because there's some things you don't know that uh, with the right mentors, you can get there faster. Um, but I'm very encouraged by the brains and the, uh, the the inner innate ability that your, your generation has. And I, I really, I'm encouraged. That's why I work so hard to try to recruit kids to get to college so they understand that their value, the education value uh, is a game changer, is an mm -hmm. equalizer. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you're smart enough to do it. Mm -hmm. so, I appreciate that you have hope. I have a lot of hope. All capital letters, H-O-P-E. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a question for myself. Or, I mean, for you. <laughs> you want to ask yourself to ask me. Yeah, I have a question myself to ask you. There we go. Um, how, how have you seen the eras change and generations alter from, like, um, the use of drugs? Like, is there an increase or a decrease from what have you noticed? Um, um, there, there's definitely been an increase in drugs. There have been new drugs. Uh, when I was growing up, um, which was many, I mean, your parents' age ago, um, Marijuana was like the top drug, mm -hmm. and then crack cocaine came to the community. They've always had alcohol as a problem. Yeah, um, I've I've seen all facets of it come and go. Uh, the impact from from each level of you know from alcoholism to substance abuse, uh, but people missing out on um, the exposure of what mental health, the impact that it creates to it as well. Um, so maybe our next our next podcast we'll talk about how mental health plays into the factor of getting people the help that they need. Mm -hmm. But I've seen um, you know drug comes in all phases, um, and either way um, the results has all been the same. It's been the structure. Yes, mm -hmm. totally true. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, Y'all tune in. Um, we're 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 gonna continue to have. Um, 
these uh, podcasts so you can hear from these young people before they complete their summer youth program here. I want to thank each of you for all your work you've done, uh, what you've learned and what you've been able to convey to your colleagues and um, your words of empowerment will be penetrating. So I want to thank you once again. Why did you replay it?